Senator Tester, it is great to have a conversation with you, sir. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you're doing well. It's indeed my pleasure to visit with you, Jesse, and, and we're, we're doing good. We got some stuff on the on, on, on the plate, and we're, we're going to get some good stuff done here. Well, speaking of stuff on the plate, uh, let's start with uh, this new bill to ban lab-grown meat from school cafeterias. I know there's been a lot of talk surrounding lab-grown meat and how they, they try to use the, the beef labels and things like that, et cetera, yep. et cetera. So wh what is behind this bill that I know you are backing? And talk about this a little bit for us. Yeah. Well, this is a bill that uh, myself and my friend Senator Mike Rounds out of South Dakota dropped in. And it's it's basically to ban lab-grown meat in our school lunch program and school breakfast program. There aren't any standards around uh, lab-grown meat right now. Uh, and and quite honestly, so this is, this is trying to get ahead of the curve on this because I think our kids need to get the highest quality nutrition. And you know what? We raise the best quality of beef in the world. And that's not brag. That's fact. Our kids ought to be eating that. They shouldn't be eating something that's developed in a lab. And so we dropped this in and uh, as a common sense piece of legislation that's going to make sure our kids can serve real meat uh, that, our, that our ranchers grow, uh, not, not some fake substitute that's made in a lab. Well, and I think with this too, and kind of following up on that, you know, th this has been a back and forth conversation, I feel like, for quite some time now in terms of, you know, this lab-grown stuff and, and where it's at in the food supply chain. And it just it feels like to me, Senator, common sense would say it, it needs to be defined and labeled much better. And, and to your point, you yep. know, why not put high-quality beef uh, in, in our schools? That's that's 100% correct, and that's exactly my point. Um, we raise great beef. It's due to a number of things. Our ranchers, top-notch genetics, process the beef in the right way, uh, meets nutritional standards that we need. This this lab-grown lab stuff, we don't know. And 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 quite honestly, we're talking about kids here. Mm -hmm. And if, if kids uh, can't get good nutrition in school, uh, then we ought to we, we just ensure that that happens. And that's what Rounds and I are doing with this bill. Um, fake, fake meat is uh, something that I wouldn't want my kids eating and I wouldn't want your kids eating, Jesse. And so uh, we're going to get ahead of it. And it, if they come up with standards on it and people want to eat this stuff, um, then uh, once the standards are there, we can have that debate. But right now, there's not even any standards. And so uh, this bill gets ahead of that problem. Another issue, you talk about how we grow all this great, uh, we raise all this great beef here and high-quality beef in America, Paraguayan beef. This is a topic that we're, that we're looking at imports of Paraguayan beef from a country with a rampant history of FMD and, and other diseases. Yeah. And this is one that, for me, you know, Senator Tester, I, I try not to get on a soapbox very much, but to me, this makes zero sense why we would want to look at doing this. And I know you uh, are in agreement with that, I believe, as well, in terms of uh, working on some legislation to stop Paraguayan imports uh, of beef from Paraguay, right? Absolutely. This makes so little sense that every major cattle group in America is on the same page. That doesn't happen very often. And the reason they're on the same page is because of foot and mouth disease, because people understand that we raise the best beef and this Paraguayan beef may not be the same standards. And, 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 and I think the USDA has relied on outdated 
incomplete data to make this decision. And so what Browns and I have done, once again, our friend Mike Browns from South Dakota, uh, we, uh, we are in process of doing a Congressional Review Act. What that will do is overturn this decision by the Biden administration, uh, because quite honestly, I think it's a bad decision. And uh, we're, we're going to hopefully get this up next week. Uh, it's a it's a privileged motion. That means we're going to get time on the floor, and it's a simple majority vote, which is good. And we're also guaranteed a vote, so nobody can come up and table it or put it off. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do this, and hopefully we'll get a great vote out of the Senate because, like I said, this is this is just a wrong direction to go. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense in so many ways. And and, and I'm telling you, and you know this, anytime you're talking about diseases like foot and mouth disease. It could devastate our livestock industry. Any decisions around this stuff uh, has to has to be made very carefully. And I will tell you what else. You know, the consumer wants to eat good meat, and if they eat good meat, they'll come back and they'll buy it again and again and again. And I'm really concerned that this beef from Paraguay will not be the kind of meat that that Americans are used to eating. Uh, some other cattle-related topics I can ask you about, too, real quick. I, I know you've uh, introduced the Bipartisan Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. Uh, also, I yep. know last January, uh, the American Beef Labeling Act as well to reinstate yep. uh, mandatory country of origin labeling. Uh, where do some of those pieces of legislation sit currently, Senator? So, so right now we're really focused on um, a bill that's been negotiated by both sides to take care of the southern border and get some money to Ukraine and 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 our on our uh, farm bill and the, the appropriation bills that all this should have been done a long time ago, months ago, but it isn't. Uh, what we're going to be doing as those bills pass is look for opportunities to put on mandatory country of origin labeling by a vote of the Senate. So it's not like you sneak it on at the day and night. Have, have, let's have the debate, put in an amendment form and, and see if we can get it detached. And the same thing with the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. I think th this is something that will help uh, negotiated prices uh, uh, for, for our market contracts. Uh, everybody knows that there's, you know, capitalism works really, really well unless there's consolidation. And I think we got far too much consolidation in, in the marketplace. Uh, you know, beef prices are good right now, but, but doggone it, I, I want it to be a competitive market so that the producer and the consumer get a fair shake on all this stuff. And right now, I don't think that's the case. So if we get Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act put on, that's a positive thing. If we get mandatory country of origin labeling, something that I've been working on uh, for 25, 30 years, and I feel it's really important because I'll tell you why, Jesse, people, the consumer goes to the grocery store and they see that USDA stamp that's been inspected and they assume it's USDA beef. And it may be USDA beef, but that stamp just says that it's good to eat and it passes inspection. If we had country of origin labeling, the consumer would go to the counter and say, you know what, this was raised in the USA, this was raised in Australia, Canada, consumer can make the decision and they know what they're eating. You mentioned Farm Bill in there, too, and I, I got to ask for any sort of update you might have in terms of us getting a new five-year Farm Bill done. I, I know we got to get the appropriation stuff figured out first before we can move no, on a Farm no. Bill, but where, yeah, where no, do things so, stand? So right now, uh, I can tell you that the Ag Committee and the Senate is working hard on on getting things through. There's there's some debate around where the reference price needs to be and how we're going to pay for that. Look, things. my perspective, things have changed since 2018. Uh, input costs are, are higher and significantly higher. 
That reference, that means it costs more to raise a bushel of wheat than it did in 2018. That reference price needs to reflect that. And hopefully the Ag Committee can, can come together and, and, and bump, bump that stuff up so it, it's reflective of 2024 challenges. And keep in mind, this farm bill is not only for 2024, it's for the next five years. So uh, we need something that's going to work, work as good as the 2018 farm bill did, because I think it worked pretty darn good. And if we're able to get that done, and I think there's a bipartisan effort to do exactly that, uh, then then I ho- I hopefully we'll have a bill we can vote on in short order and get it passed, get it to the president's desk. There's been a little bit of chatter. It seems like that there's maybe some disconnect and back and forth between Democrats and Republicans in some of the things to go into this farm bill. At least I've heard some of that chatter maybe you know, from Chairwoman Stabenow and, and Ranking Member Bozeman. Uh, are, are you seeing anything to that nature, any sort of disconnect? You know, some maybe want a little more towards the nutrition side versus some of the farm programs. Your perspective, I mean, are, are you seeing or hearing anything of that nature right now? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it all revolves around money and where it's going to come from and who's going to pay for it. And is this a good investment for, for America's food security and, and all that? Look, I, I believe strongly in the production agriculture side of the farm bill and the food nutrition side of the farm bill. I think folks need to sharpen their pencils up around here when it comes to a lot of this stuff we spend money on. Uh, but, but look, I think there's a sweet spot to be found uh, on the farm bill that really will help family farmers uh, survive. And, and really, you know, with, with the droughts and with the markets, we really do need that safety net if we're going to have food security in the country. And, and I do think that, that uh, there's a real... Uh, a real want to come together to to get this farm bill done, and I think it's going to happen. Unfortunately, there's been uh, there, there, there's been too much uh, too much dancing, I guess, and and not enough getting the job done. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get get the size to come together and do it. But no, there, it, it's all about money, Jesse. That's what it is. Where are you going to get the money? How much are you going to spend? How much is this going to cost? And by the way, those debates are important to have. But at some point in time, you got to get to a resolution. Well, I, I, I liked how you put that a little bit too much dancing and, and maybe not necessarily getting things uh, getting things finished, but hopefully we can get things finished soon. And, and that's uh, I think that's the goal that a lot of folks in rural America want to see in terms of a farm bill. Senator, really appreciate the time. I've enjoyed the conversation here today. Thanks for joining us on AOA. And uh, we'll look forward to getting you back on the program again real soon when there's uh, more news to talk about and share. So thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you, Jesse. Thank you much.